Yo. What's popping? Oh, I can't say that. I can't say that on the podcast. My bad. All right, what's up? Oh my, my name's, you know, Keegan. <laughs> my name's Dominic. And I'm Bobby. And this is the Alpha Omega podcast, unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. It is late on a Thursday night, and we probably should have done this sooner. <laughs> but here we are. Running it up, talking about Bible stuff. Um, so recently in class, we just went through Joshua, Ruth, Judges, and a little bit of Samuel um, in 104. And today we're going to touch on a lot of stuff coming out of Judges. Um, <laughs> and uh, so basically what we're going to talk about is when we reject God... <laughs> When we reject God as king over our lives and as our leader, we begin to follow the world. And I know we can all attest to that being true. Um, But yeah, this happens in many places in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and it also happens in our own lives. And I think we're going to do our best, I guess, tie those together and make it practical and make it make sense. So... Um, yeah, so, Keegan, do you want to talk about the first bit? You know I do, man, come on, what's up? So, (laughs) yeah, um, I've just been experiencing this, like, recently, how whenever you step back out in the world, I definitely feel it, like, pulling on me, like, the first, like, say you stop reading your Bible one day, and you're like, oh, I just didn't have time today, then the next day you do the same thing, eventually it's just gonna become, well, I don't need that, and then it's crazy how quickly the world just creeps back in and it's it's it feels like it's slow but it's not like we were talking about this earlier like sin just crouches at the door it's waiting on you and if you leave that door open it's gonna walk straight through it so um yeah it's just you gotta constantly be aware of what you're doing and bringing god into every situation because he needs to be at the forefront of your mind at all times and that's a lot harder than you probably think it would be. At least it is for me, for sure. Yeah, I think a big part of that, too, has to do with the people you're around. I think that, like, not to say, well, you can't hang out with people who don't believe. That's not true. But I think when you start to make that the majority, when you start to um, spend a lot of time with people who don't know God or, or don't avidly follow Him, then you start to adopt their language and you start to adopt, you know, their activities and their beliefs and end up talking about... Wait, 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 hold on. This sounds really familiar. Like, it's almost like I I read this somewhere. Oh my gosh. I mean, am I I capping or am I telling the... I mean, I know what you're saying. My bad, sorry. (laughs) The Israelites, you you were perfectly describing the Israelites. Exactly, yeah. But this happens in our lives too and I think, uh... I can, I can definitely say that it's happened to me, but, um, yeah, this happened in Judges 2, um, the Israelites were supposed to kick out people that they didn't, obviously, and, um, yeah, they, they started marrying, uh, Philistine women and giving their daughters to the Philistines, and, and Keegan is pouring a two liter bottle of root beer into a coffee mug. (laughs) 
Sorry. And anyways, <laughs> and um, yeah, so the Israelites adopted their idols, and um, as soon as they didn't surround themselves with with people who knew God and people who had God on their hearts and their minds, they quickly changed direction. And um, this did have a lot to do with the fact that basically all the generations died off that knew Joshua and knew, you know, God speaking directly in that way. But it goes right back to the, what is it, three seats? Yeah, yeah. So, but the thing is, is their fathers didn't even tell them the stories. So, you know, I guess there's a little bit of credit there, but, you know, on their part. But at the same time, uh, they clearly were not seeking um, the God of their fathers whatsoever. Um, but yeah, so we just got to be smart and be extra cautious in situations where you're around others who don't know Christ, um, because we represent him. And so they're watching us as much as we're watching them is something that I guess I was thinking about. Um, but yeah, we got to be on guard at all times and we can't just let things sneak into our mind and sneak into our heart when we're not around the people of God or or in his word. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our first, first point there. Um, so also that they're all kind of connected in a way. Um, the, the next topic we were going to talk about, um, was talk basically when we follow the world, um, we're willingly stepping outside of God's plan and, Mm -hmm that leaves us vulnerable to lots of things that he didn't necessarily intend for us to be, um, susceptible to. Um, so when, when we're not following his plan and there, it's always going to be tough, but when we willingly step out of that circle, um, we just leave ourselves wide open for attacks and to even be grouped into other people who are rebelling against God and receive his wrath along with them. Um, I guess that makes me think of, I know this is a while back, but it makes me think of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. I don't think Lot's heart was corrupt, but the city he lived in and where he pitched his tent was just a bit too close. Right outside this town. Yeah. We saw him right outside the town, right outside, right next to sin. Yeah. And then the very next time we see him in the Bible, he's He's living inside of the town. Yeah. So I think, um, that has a big part to play in it. Um. We have to uh, just make sure that we're following God's plan and, and that we're not we're not even creeping close to the city because otherwise we'll get in trouble. How many times have we heard in class, like, when you're not fighting for God, why is he going to... He's not... Like, when the Israelites were not fighting for God, he was not fighting for them. He was fighting against them. Yeah. So whenever we're walking off on our own to a place where God doesn't want us to go, he's not, he's not going with us. Like, you're walking out there alone. But... Yeah. As soon as you turn around, he's going to be right there with you. But just know whenever you're walking into circumstances or situations where you know you shouldn't be in. I don't know. That sounds bad, though. It sounds bad to say God's not coming with you, but. Mm -hmm. Well, he's there, but he doesn't condone it. He's not. He's not happy. It's just like you think about your dad. Disappointed dad moment. Yeah. Like not to. I mean, we shouldn't really equate God with our dad but (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes it helps the analogy because like your dad loves you and cares about you but when you do something stupid he 
he's still gonna love you, but he's gonna be upset. Like he might even give you spank. He'll probably you, punish you, and you know he may even shun you for a day or two. <laughs> but forty years. Yeah, depending <laughs> on how bad it is, right? But, dad, let me in. Nope, you got thirty eight more years to go. Right, but it doesn't mean that he's not your dad. Still, it doesn't mean that you know. Doesn't love you. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, so we can't we can't allow poisonous company among us, um, and because inevitably we'll adopt their ways, and I don't think God even intends for a lot of these temptations to be in our lives, um, but they will they'll be in our presence when we allow certain things to be in our lives when we allow poison and deceitful people and selfish and evil people in our lives who clearly don't know God then um, we're, we're stepping out of that hedge of protection um, when we're, I guess, not in the assembly of, of God. We, we need to surround ourselves with good things and good people, and, yeah, then we'll be in, in protection. Talking about, like, following the world and, like, doing whatever we want, that reminds me of the, the old skinny hippie. Oh, Samson. I mean, he he did. He did he did what he wanted to do. I mean, there are how many... What, is, what are the Nazarite vows? You can't touch anything dead. You can't cut your hair. And you can't eat anything in the vine. And mm-hmm. he broke all three. Or mm-hmm. strong drink, yeah. Yeah, strong drink. And he probably was sipping tequila. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, he was, nah. Um, nah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he... And... I don't know. I... It's just sad because who knows what God could have done with the skinny hippie. He yeah. could have, he could have literally killed hundreds of thousands. Oh man, that's not bad. He could have taken down a lot of Philistines, but instead he chose to do what he wanted to do, and he ended up with the wrong girl, and she trifling, trifling. Oh my God! <laughs> he paid the price. Yeah. He, I don't know. That story always gets me because she not only did she like, like, expose him. But she did it three times in a row. And he fell for it all three times. Guard like, your heart, man. Yeah. Scary place out there. <laughs> like, he literally... She came to him and was like, so just out of random, like, what's your biggest weakness? Yeah. And he was like, lied to her. But then the dude show up and try exactly what he told her. Like, how did that not, like, click? Like, hey... He must have been mad. That's a weird coincidence, babe. That's just... That's <laughs> weird. They tried I, to kill me as soon as you... I don't know. Exactly. And, like, and it happens two I other trust times. You, I trust you. Yeah. Let's just say it was some strong drink. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only explanation. Yeah, but then uh yeah, our last one is when we don't follow God we end up appointing leaders that aren't or- ordained by God and as a consequence we are misled. Um and we can kinda see that in the story of Jotham and his son or Abimelech and his sons, Jotham. And how when Jotham tries to take control of his own king, like the the kingdom by himself without being appointed by God and not following what God says, uh, he ends up killing all his brothers, which is yeah. a little drastic. Sad day. Yeah, all of his, it's funny because every single one of his brothers knew better not to take the, the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he just decided, well, for some reason I'm better. So then he took took the throne and then killed his family <laughs> so except for like, one one yeah. made it up yeah yeah that's why we have Jotham's parable which talks about the bramble and all that weird poetry stuff <laughs> <laughs> but uh it it does paint a good picture um of just 
what happens um, when you choose the wrong leader. It looks like it's kind of like a Saul moment too. I know we're not quite there yet mm-hmm. um, with final projects, but um, Saul looks like a king, right? He's tall and he's handsome and all that stuff. Uh, but in the Bramble Parable, it talks about how his fruit looks good, right, on the outside, but really it's it's a a shallow fruit with a big seed, so it looks good but you can hardly get anything out of it. And then when you reach yeah, to you grab it... you try to go it, get that thing, it's going to bite you. Yeah, and then thorns yeah. will, will rip your skin when you try and reach in and grab mm. the fruit. So, mm. um, Yeah, it's an interesting parable. But I think, practically speaking, this definitely implies in our lives, uh, I think especially when it comes to um, just personal relationships. And, I mean, of course, the church and even in government, but... Um, personal relationships like if you if you don't follow God then you won't be able to see spirit led people in your life and I don't think you'll be able to discern like you'll choose things in people that you think are good and you think um, are inspiring or will help get you to a better spot but that doesn't always mean that person has a good heart and that they're completely healthy and have good intentions in what they do um, but when you're following God, you can see, you can see Christ through people. And I think this is true for Kurt. Like you can see this in Devin, you can see this in Ben, you can see this in the people that lead us here and the RAs too, which is important. Um, but I, I don't think that we would be able to discern that if we weren't praying and we weren't reading and we weren't, um, seeking God because we, they'd just be people to us. And then we'd look at their hobbies. We'd look at we look at what they look like. We'd look at like, just very specific things, very worldly things. We wouldn't look into their heart really. But that's what we're mostly concerned with here, which is really cool, I think. Well, and I think you can even take that a step closer and say when you try to take control of your own life and not hand it over to God and surrender it to God, and like that's been a big key. Uh, part God has been talking to me about right now is if I don't surrender control to him then I'm not going to be able to do anything on my own power and even if I am it's not going to last and so Mm -hmm. I saw this last week just trying to uh, lead the worship night and everything like that and things just started to fall fall out of place and Mm -hmm. I started getting all stressed out and then when I just took a step back and just was like all right God it's up to you like if this night's going to go well it's going to be because of you and Keegan brought the food and that was provided by uh, the job and then I had two people offer to step up and sing and it was just like I, it, when things were f- looking like they were falling apart they were actually just falling into place mm-hmm. and that's been like, like a big thing that God's been working on me is like when I get out of my own way of trying to take control and let him take control you see so much of what God's trying to do in your life yeah you don't need that steering wheel on the boat my man yeah let the boat go <laughs> let the boat go yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I definitely can agree with that one my whole life has been like that <laughs> my whole life's been a shipwreck but God, once I I just want to do it no. I know sit back yeah but yeah that's that's part of surrender it's tough but yeah I think ultimately when we finally say okay I'm a mess like I clearly don't know what to do with this and give it to God we see and and 
coming here to GCBI, I didn't understand that God was a heart God, right? Like I didn't, I just didn't get it. I thought it was, you know, you say this prayer and you do this thing and it was very just like robotic. But, um, the more I get closer to the word, the more I get closer to the people who are spirit led and and the more I'm in prayer, I really see that what he's concerned with is your heart. And, um, the more we give that to him and the more we surrender the things and the desires of our hearts and all that sort of thing, um, the more he teaches you and the more he blesses you and grows you. And, and, uh, yeah, definitely. That's, that's a good point. But, uh, yeah, I suppose that's it for this one. I just got to shout out my boy, Shagmar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> Judges 331, I see you. Uh, Who? You don't get a lot of credit, but I see you. Yeah, because what? <laughs> Homie <laughs> killed 600, wait, yeah, 600 Philistines with an ox goad. And he saved Israel. He got he got one verse in the Bible. I could probably kill 600 Philistines with an At least he got his name in the Bible. Right now? <laughs> like, you couldn't. Oh, <laughs> um, but like at I least I respect Shadow. At least he got his name. Like you remember Ruth's relative that I is know. just known as Ruth's relative. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, but rough. dude, like that's just like this is I too am very humble. Like this man <laughs> this is the most humble man on the I know Moses is, but this dude I'm just like Trevor pointed this out to me and I'm like, bro, like that's just like a slight flex in one verse. Dude kills six hundred Philistines in one verse with an with a stick. A stick with a sharp end, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And he saved Israel. He gets one verse. That's but he did impressive. that crazy stuff. I ran the other way. <laughs> yeah. And striking down Philistines with a stick. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. That's bold. I like it. I respect you, Shagmar. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out, Shagmar. Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if he rescued Israel and he was forgotten, then he'll probably be in heaven too. You oh, he's say, in heaven. You could say, what's up? <laughs> you ask like, him, how sharp was... No, okay. <laughs> oh, how sharp was the stick? <laughs> oh, my God. Did it really happen or did you just like... Can you explain to me what an ox goat is? <laughs> I want to see how you really made that I work. thought it was a bone at first. You guys saw how I texted the I group like, chat. what? <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie, though. It kind of was intense. So I texted the group chat earlier today and I was like, I want to talk about the judge who killed a lot of people with, with a bone. Like, they're, they're obviously, like, we're gonna think it's they're like Samson. I'm like, no, it's not that. And they're like, I said, I think it was a judge. And they go, Samson was a judge. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh that. my gosh, <laughs> Dominic left the chat. <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> we don't care what you think. Okay, we do not care. <laughs> we do not care. Well, yeah. Well, uh, that's about it for this one. I still got some uh, cleanup to do. I got about. 30 chapters left to highlight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, I hope you know I'm keeping this all in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Shannon, just like, shout out. Look out for Keegan's late homework. <laughs> Shannon, don't take it. Come on. It'll be in at some point. Probably after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, shout out Shannon. Shout out. <laughs> we'll catch you. <laughs> shout out Leah for the groceries. <laughs> I'd like to shout out the racetrack for the always delicious food we got today. I'd like to shout out uh, Cabin 2 for providing these amazing podcasts. Oh my god. You just shout out yourself. No, I was humble. Shout out. I too am very humble. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well... 
for this week, that's it. Thanks for tuning in to Alpha Omega. Catch you on the flippity flop. We'll catch you on the flippy. Deuces! Do that's good.